Hi, and welcome to Venus Rises Astrology Podcast. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Bronwyn. And we are two Venus-ruled astrologers looking at the energy of the week with an eye towards creating harmony and well-being. So Bronwyn, how are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. I think considering the energies that we've been dealing with these last couple of weeks, how are you doing? I'm doing okay too. Last week was a little funky and I think that we're going to get a little deeper into that this week. Uh, We got a lot going on in the sky. Um, Let's start with the wallpaper. Yeah. So we have the sun in Libra. All of us considering fairness, right? And justice seems to be the the flavor that uh, Libra season has brought to us this time. Um, Justice also is a Libra thing. And uh, yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that whole question in the news. This is the theme of sun and Libra season. And then also this week, uh, we have Saturn stationing. So that's bringing us a little feeling of uh, pausing or pulling back. Maybe some of us are feeling a little stuck, maybe. Yeah. And then we have um, Mercury going into Scorpio. And that's actually happening today, right now. Just as we're talking. Yep. September 27th. So that's pulling our minds deep inward. And as Mercury moves towards, he's in his shadow of his retrograde now. So I'm feeling this is a real pull backwards and inwards to our depths. And the fact that that's happening at the same time as we have these two big planetary stations coming up this week, you mentioned Saturn, and we also have Pluto at the end of the week. I think we're all feeling that tug somewhere in our lives, right? A pull backwards or a pull inwards at the same time as we have that Mars-Saturn square and Mars in in a kind of frustrated situation. So the overall vibe is um, kind of push me, pull you, being pulled in two different directions and parts of us wanting to move forward really quickly and parts of us feeling held back and frustrated. And I think we're going to feel that in our minds and bodies in really different ways, depending on our, our temperament. And, you know, that's one of the places where knowing our chart can serve us. We were, we were talking about that a little bit before we jumped on about you with an Aries moon and me with a cancer moon. We're just feeling things really differently. You with the predominance of yang signs and me with yin. And I'm really moving towards that pulling inwards and doing ritual baths and you're recommending that people get out there and move and work through their frustrations. There's no one answer, (laughs) right? right? Well, it's interesting too, though, with Mercury in Scorpio, I hear what you're saying about that turning inward. The keywords for Scorpio might be like going to the depths or Mm -hmm. seeking within. Scorpio is kind of like a super sleuth. Mm -hmm. And when Mercury goes into Scorpio, there's a feeling like we're all going to be like searching underneath the hood of the car for the truth. It's not just a superficial conversation like, hey, how are you? Let's talk about makeup or whatever yeah. Libra kind of wants yeah. to do. It's, um, it's, it's searching for the truth and, and digging deep within the emotional body. And it's, it's often nonverbal, Mercury yeah. and Scorpio. So it'll, like, it'll kind of hold its tongue and consider what it's thinking and, and search if it can feel the truth before it makes any kind of decision about how and whether or not it wants to move forward. Yeah, it's a beautiful point about that profound nonverbal quality of Scorpio and that profound sensitivity. Like Scorpions are so light sensitive. Like basically their whole 
exoskeleton is like an eye. It's like a primitive eye. That to me says so much about the Scorpio temperament, that profound sensitivity and ability to move through the darkness and find on a body wisdom level, find even the smallest glimmers of light and move by them. Like we think of Scorpio as a person who goes to the depths and it has sort of this dark, this dark shadowy feel, but what goes along with that is the opposite, which is an extraordinary sensitivity to the light. Verbally, the expression of Mercury in Scorpio can be like the truth comes out. Like if yeah. you ask a Libra, you know, does my ass look fat in these pants or whatever, a Libra is going to be like, no, you look great. But if you ask a Scorpio, they're going to be like, yes. And I've noticed that you put on like 15 pounds over the past six months. Do you know what I mean? Like Scorpio kind of goes through the juggler. It doesn't mince words. And uh, yeah, it's going to be intensifying communication. And the thing that I'm thinking about this with this too, is that in traditional astrology, Scorpio is ruled by Mars and we are still working with that Mars retrograde energy. So I'm expecting that like these deep emotional feelings that people are going to be having through their mercurial processes are going to come out in more protests. It's more volatile and like the, you know, the gloves come off basically. Yeah. So Mercury has just moved from a Venus ruled sign where we, we had maybe a little more restraint and, and, thoughtfulness of the other person and diplomacy and moving into a place where it's done. I need to speak my truth and I'm ready to act on my truth. And we've got that very, very active and frustrated Mars ruling that Mercury. So yeah, I, I can see how that might take the form of some, some more very, uh, very intense and, and truth telling focused protests and uprisings. And even if we're taking the modern ruler of Scorpio, which would be Pluto, Mm -hmm. Pluto is stationing at the end of the week. So that intensification is coming too. So it's all, it feels like it's all kind of like bottlenecking towards like a search for the truth. It's big. Yeah. So on a personal level, what do you think is the best way for people to manage this? Should we be writing down our dreams? Should we be allowing ourselves time for reflection and turning inward or should we be taking action on those urges that come from deep within and from our body wisdom well i I mean i'm considering the the rest of the week okay so monday or sunday we have the mercury in scorpio right yeah that's today um and then tuesday we've got saturn stationing direct in capricorn so it could feel like a little bit of stuckness, but mm-hmm. also it can, when eventually it starts actually moving forward and it's a slow outer planet. So it's going to take its own sweet time moving forward. But I feel like maybe Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, which have both been retrograde, mm-hmm. um, they've been in the game providing some resistance, right? But yes. now they're, um, they're back in full action and full yeah. power. Yeah. So it's going to be because Mars ruling that Mercury is pushing up against the Capricorn planets and Pluto and Saturn are stationing direct. I feel like there's going to be bigger pushback from the powers that be actually. So we have to find like within ourselves, 
and that's where Mercury and Scorpio is going to serve us is like, what, um, what structures do we want to change? Where do we stand? What are our boundaries? You know? So on a personal level, I feel like if we really dig into those, uh, the forward movement of Pluto and Saturn that's coming, it's time to stand up for what we believe in. I think, you know, I don't feel like we're going to, we're going to take it anymore. And that, and that goes for everyone on all sides. I feel like um, the conflicts that we've been engaged in over the past several months are going to be leveled up because yeah. everyone's pushing forward from both sides. Reclaiming those Saturnian structures as our own. And if we do that internally and have real trust in our, um, our own sense of justice and our own internal structures, that will help us as we raise our voices and use our bodies to... Kind of to step into the fray as Mars is urging us to. Inwardly, we need to not have an antagonism between Mars and Saturn. There, we're going to be experiencing enough of that externally mm-hmm. with justified rage pushing up against difficult... Resistant forces. Resistant forces. Thank you. That's really good. But that, I and think those, that that square can help us identify where our boundaries are and what we do yes. want to stand for. That yes. Saturn square... Um, Saturn squares Mars on Tuesday, the 29th. So we got to get clear on how that shows up inwardly so that we can really focus our strength outwardly to confront the structures that aren't working and be really clear about what, what makes a structure work. That's what Saturn's all about. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole year has been leading up to. It's been asking us to look inward at our own structures and look outward at the structures that we've created as a society and be really, really clear-headed and strong about what's working and what's not and let the things fall away that aren't working. And I've, I've been watching this all year and looking at the end of the year coming up and thinking, we really have to focus on what the rebuilding is going to look like. It's not just about... Right. Dismantling, defunding, yeah. et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It has to go a little bit further and a little bit yeah. um, more expansive. We need to think beyond, yeah. actually. And, and maybe that's, that's where, where Jupiter can help, you know? Yes, exactly. Because Jupiter now is direct. I'm thinking, too, <clears throat> how all of this is going to be thrown into the spotlight on Wednesday when the moon enters into Aries. Mm-hmm. So we have a full moon in Aries on Thursday. And the full moon in Aries is actually ruled by that Mars. And then so is the Mercury and Scorpio. So all of these things are kind of working together. How do you feel about the energy of this full moon? So, and it's like a culmination, right? It's it's a culmination. And it's, uh, we can look back if we look at the longer gestational cycles to what was going on in April of 2019. That's on a personal level, thinking about the things that are coming up. It also might be interesting to just look at what's been happening in our culture and look back over the last 18 months and what's coming to fruition. But this is going to be an intense full moon. We had talked earlier about the potential for secrets coming to light with that Mercury digging into Scorpio and that bright, shiny full moon in Aries and and Uranus being in the mix, bringing sudden illuminations. I think it's really likely that we're, we're going to see some stuff coming to the surface in the news and you know, my hope is that that's going to be something that's that's positive and helps us to know how to move forward. Uh, thinking about making our plans for the coming year once we get out of this um, really challenging 
work that we have been doing, Saturnian work that we've been doing in Capricorn, we're going to move into a much more Aquarian vibe, which it doesn't guarantee that things are going to be more humanitarian, but emphasizes the idea of working for the collective. And this is why I think this is such an important turning point and the things that come to light socially and personally around this enlightening, suddenly illuminating full moon are going to inform us about what kind of actions we want to take, how we want to move forward, and how we want to start rebuilding as we work into the next nine months and the next 18 months if we're thinking about those longer-term lunar gestational cycles. So it's a big deal. You know what I like about the moon being in Aries, which I hadn't considered before, because initially I was like, oh no, this is going to be a big old mess, right? Yeah. But now looking at this moon in Aries and how it's or interrelated with the Mars planets and the Mars is retrograde and the Mercury, we can sort of turn within because this, this full moon is conjunct Chiron and Chiron right. in Aries we were talking before, has this feeling of, you know, do I have a right to exist? That is, yeah. you know, Chiron and Aries is about the healing of the individual identity and its own, its own value of itself, right? Yeah. Eris is also there. <clears throat> and Eris is our, like, our protest person. Eris is, you know, uh, drawing attention to things where we have been left out you know, um, that's why Eris is angry generally is because yeah. she's not been included. So if we put that together with like people's right to exist, whether or not they're included in the society and the rights that people, humans are supposed to have, right? Mm -hmm. And then also we have uh, the black moon Lilith putting mm -hmm. her energy into this full moon. And she is the one that doesn't want to lay down. She stands up and fights for herself. So all of this with the Mars retrograde is a question for us to turn inward, to find our own, our own value, mm -hmm. what we're going to stand for, what we're not going to accept as far as society. You know, and these are personal questions. They're also, I mean, they can function on an intimate personal level for you where it's just like, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not accepting yeah. that anymore. And this is a very powerful time with that Mercury and Scorpio it's kind of all set up for us to, to dig deep within and find our own value and like yeah. figure out exactly what we need to change, what structures aren't serving us. So it kind of, you know, it works together. It's going to be a little bit explosive and maybe um, you'll find yourself actually breaking boundaries on your own intimate perceptions of how you, how you think about yourself and your value systems like on a personal level. Yeah. And that's going to trigger what happens externally in society yeah. and in the news. Yeah, I always look at that uh, Aries-Libra axis as an opportunity to think about what we give to ourselves versus what we give to others and correcting the balance if we have not been valuing ourselves, stepping into our power enough, all of those beautiful, positive Aries qualities, protecting ourselves. It's so beautiful how you bring it down to that very, very real and very pertinent and yet deeply personal idea of just claiming our right to exist. Whether there's deep personal work that we all have to do with that based on our trauma, which sometimes can be when there's a Chiron, Chiron contact, we're talking about our very yeah. old stories. Or if we take that on a social level, with Black Lives Matter and just stepping into the truth of the value 
of each of us in this society and the the terrible structures that have been built up around devaluing so many of us. Mm-hmm. And where do those personal wounds meet the collective wounds? That's big. It's, it's really, really big. Um, I think what also will be helpful, actually, is that Venus is going to go into Virgo on Friday. So that moving into an Earth sign is going to trine these Earth planets that we've been having some difficulty with. That's going to be Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn. And then also, you know, Uranus and Taurus is a little bit of a troublemaker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about that, how we can't enjoy our Taurus moons anymore. (laughs) Taurus moon is usually just a time to kick back and have a good meal and and go to bed. (laughs) Right, now you're you're waiting for the big surprise. Um, (laughs) But um, one of our favorite words for for Virgo is discernment. So while we're processing all of this internal yeah. value systems that we're, we, we've been hashing through all week, Venus entering Virgo is going to come in and help us discern what serves us and what doesn't and, and how we can better serve yeah. like society as a whole, you know? And Venus in Virgo allows us to work for what we love and value. She allows us to bring together those qualities of of beauty and harmony with the qualities of work and service. She is in her fall in Virgo. So we sometimes think of her as being in a weakened state there, but I really, the more I think about this and the more I think about the way the energies are moving through this week, the more I see that as once again, bringing a grace note and bringing us home to ourselves in a way where we can, we're going to need to feel that we can, be tangibly of service to ourselves and others by the time we get to the end of this week. Well, the Virgo too, being being Mercury ruled sign is going to sextile that Mercury and Scorpio. So there's a lot of, a lot of things working together in the sky right now, even though it's going to be a really um, intense emotional week, there's an underlying grace. Yeah. 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 It's all kind of working together. It's really beautiful. It took a lot of looking at this week and just like not feeling good about what was coming. (laughs) And finally, it took Mercury getting into Scorpio for us to be able to look at the energy of the week and see the the beautiful um, supportive structure that underlies the the challenges. Wow, that's astrology in action. We weren't able to record this until Mercury went into, into Scorpio bringing the truth and, and, and revealing the, the underlying structures. I think that's really cool. So what do you think about the supports for the week? I've been hearing mm-hmm. a lot of, I'm not sleeping well, or I'm waking up at yeah. 3 a.m., or I'm not getting a solid night's sleep. And part of us um, being able to utilize the benefits of this week are going to start with our, you know, personal care. This is like a big time when we really need to pay attention to the self-care. And I think that the core of that is getting enough sleep, Mm -hmm. right? So what I was looking at was oat straw, which I love for sleep. It's full of calcium and minerals that we may have been, we may be like a little bit depleted, um, nutritionally because of all the stress that's been running through our systems. But if you take oat straw and you make an infusion in teeth, it helps relieve stress. It promotes relaxation. I usually drink some before bed. It's a giant glass. And then I can sleep actually through an entire night and wake up feeling refreshed in the morning. 
It's so nourishing. And another quality that oat straw has is it's moistening. It helps like with all the mucous membranes throughout your body. It helps your body to distribute moisture and to hold on. Those minerals help us to hold on to hydration. And if we think about what we're up against here with these drying planets, right? With Saturn and Mars. Saturn, yeah. Yeah. And the Saturn can help us, like the Saturn is kind of kicking us to feel a little bit like depleted as yeah. it stations or tired or weighed down. So myself personally, I've been compensating with like excess amounts of coffee during the day, which probably mm-hmm. is one of the reasons I'm not sleeping well at night. But it's, oat straw is perfect for that, for the like kind of like nervous burnout that you might be feeling. Yeah. Um, it definitely assists in relieving attacks to nervous system. I, I love it. What do you think about full moon infusions? Maybe not this moon, huh? No, <laughs> maybe not this moon. <laughs> I feel like this 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 full moon can give us the energy. It's going to be feeling like um like we might be just pushed a little bit too far. Yeah, you know, or you know, if we're pushing too far, maybe slow down a little bit. I mean, I'm kind of on the fence about how to deal with this action wise, because I was thinking as a fire sign, I'm feeling really kind of frustrated. And maybe I wanted to do some like core exercises because the core, the stomach, the center, just for like a sense of empowerment and the, the, you know, the stomach muscles support the back muscles and the skeletal system, which is also related to Saturn's function, right? Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, just to pull in um, the energy and feel like a little bit more solid by just doing some core exercises, whatever those might be for you. But um, at the same time, I'm not looking to overexert. Right. And I, I think this is a place where it's really important to at least know your elemental temperament, which you, you kind of know intuitively, even if you don't know your chart that well. Because for me... I've been feeling literally nauseated these last few days. Like this is the way the transits are hitting me um, literally in the gut. So I'm feeling that with the gut stuff, like the same thing, but I'm all earth and water, right? So I'm thinking about nurturing myself this week by really taking good care of my gut, eating really, really simple nourishing foods, thinking about those the spices that come from the roots of things. So feeling rooted and grounded with simple foods and with like ginger and turmeric and things that, that come from the earth and support our digestion. And I think both of these are really valid responses, but I know that intense core work is not going to help me this week. And I don't think <laughs> ritual baths uh-huh. and like soft rice pudding are going to help you. We have really different temperaments. So if you're more fiery temperament, you know, dig in there and strengthen your internal structures. That's what it's about. For me, strengthening my internal structure right now is serving that like moon-based digestive system right. and strengthening my gut that way. And for you, it's about literally strengthening your core to feel that inner stability and really use that Capricorn energy. So I think those are both really legitimate responses and it takes some self-knowledge to know, okay, I need to strengthen my core, but what does that mean for me? What, right. what, how temperamentally is the best way for me to do that? I was looking to, um, speaking of strengthening, 
Usually we try and go a little bit lighter on the the stonework, but I'm Mm -hmm. going in for the big guns because of the stationing planets. And I was looking at black tourmaline. I love it. Um, It's really, really stabilizing. It does have those Saturnine properties that we can best use to our benefit right now. Kind of helps with your feeling like um, unmotivated or like unconnected to things like a deeper sense of self it's very very grounding and works with the root chakra up you know all of the um the darker stones especially the black ones work with like the core um root sense of security that you have so if you're feeling a little bit disconnected or if you're like lacking confidence or certainty or you have some fears about how you're processing everything that's happening on the world stage I really love black tourmaline as as being a helpful aid to cut through some of the anxiety or like um, the negative energies that we've all been sort of like bombarded with. Yeah, I love that choice. I was you had texted me that about that choosing that stone for this week, and right before you texted me, I had just been washing my chunk of black tourmaline that I <laughs> keep in the bedroom. It's yeah, so yeah, intuitively we both went to that. Um, I find it to be profoundly protective. I keep one over my door. I keep one at my bedroom. I have a sliding glass door in my bedroom. I keep one there just to to help to keep my dream space and my personal energetic space really protected and clear. I love that stone. I find it to be actually, you know, it's um it's a powerful stone, but it also has this deeply comforting quality. Like you just feel you feel safe with that stone. And I think again just talking no really no I know I'm just thinking like the the cozy feeling that it kind of provides if you're feeling like a little bit vulnerable or uncertain but like I was just you know it's a little bit of an oxymoron like a cozy rock (laughs) I know right well this is is. our world it is a cozy rock (laughs) it really is and again going back to that idea of what what can we do to feel secure in our space and secure in our core and strengthened and strong and supported so it, it ties into that as well. So I, I, I love that choice for this week. I think it's going to be a big support. For the flower essence, I brought in a beautiful crab apple. Um, thinking about these stationing planets, about the responsibility that Saturn is asking us to take and the, the shadows that both um, that Scorpio, Mercury, and the stationing Pluto are asking us to look at. The Chiron contact with the full moon there's a lot that can bring us up against things in ourselves that might not feel really good to look at. Crabapple supports us in looking at those things and still feeling really good and strong about ourselves. It's a, it's a cleansing and purifying essence, but what it does is it helps you to befriend those shadow aspects of the self. And it helps you to do that, that activity of Mercury and Scorpio of doing a deep and honest self-assessment, but with compassion and acceptance of the self. It's really subtle, but powerful essence that is so helpful when we're doing any kind of deep work or trauma work, or just looking back on memories, which is what Mercury is going to be pulling us towards as he moves towards his retrograde. We all have things in our life that are difficult to think about for different reasons. And crabapple is a beautiful purifying ally with that. So I think she'll help a lot too. Oh, wow. That sounds great actually, mm-hmm. because you know, all of the the planets are pointing actually to, to digging back deep into the past. Yeah. 
And that can be like a history that you have on a familial level or memories that you have, but also like into the past of, you talked about this last week, you were talking about ancestral work, right? So we're talking about going back into generational stuff. And we're also looking at the history of, of our country and what that, you know, what each of our individual roles have been in that, like over, over history and what we've inherited through, you know, our cultural heritage. So I love that crab apple. It sounds perfect to help with the Mercury and Scorpio and all the Capricorn planets. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good support probably for this whole Mercury and Scorpio season actually. But if, if we start with that this week, it'll be great. That and our black tourmaline, I love it. As far as an essential oil that we could use, Clary Sage, because it's like, I've been looking at things that are all related to the nervous system because that's where we're feeling taxed to these days, just consuming media, et cetera, for numerous reasons. And I feel like sage really calms the nervous system. And again, it helps like it helps us breathe a little bit deeper. And that obviously has been a theme throughout the year is like, you know, people being able to breathe, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Clary Sage, it's, it, you know, Clary clarifies the environment. It helps re- reduce nervous tension and fear again, which a lot of us are working with. Um, it's really grounding without being heavy. It helps fight depression. And some of us might be feeling a little bit of the depression vibe mm-hmm. because Saturn is stationing, you know? Definitely. And then Mars is retrograde. And again, when your your Mars isn't expressed, it can be turned inward and it can be like stifling or like suppressed anger can turn yeah. into depression if it's like too stagnant for too long. So I thought that Clary Sage would be a good one to work with that. So what do you think? Did we just about cover all the action in the news this week? Oh my gosh. In the Astros, Astro News, Astro Weather? I, I think we hit the headlines for sure. And we've <laughs> we've given... We've given the people something to work with and something to turn to for comfort and support. And hopefully the encouragement to, you know, step into your truth and step into your voice. If we had to do something to work with this moon, what kind of ritual would you be thinking about doing? Mm. I mean, is it a shift in perspective? Could it be releasing an old perspective that we've been hanging on to? I think that's what Mercury is going to be asking us to do through this entire retrograde season. And this, this moon is going to illuminate something that, that does need to be released. But I think it's something that's, that might have tendrils. So we might not be quite ready to go through that full release, but it's an acknowledgement. It's the illumination and the acknowledgement and even just getting it out on paper or sharing it verbally. I feel like that's, that's such right. an important piece <clears throat> because the actual release is going to be something that takes a lot of a lot of deep consistent work yes and dedication yeah. right yeah. but, but truth telling to self just getting it verbalized whether it's in a journal or i think maybe even more importantly to share it with one other person whatever mm. that big truth is that comes up that might feel either challenging or shameful or um just big you know, I think that's where the sun in Libra is going to help too, yeah. because Libra always, you had asked me, what do I do during, with the Mercury in Libra? And I'm like, I write things down. And then I was like, you know what else I also do being a sun in Libra and a Mercury in Libra? I'm, I'm always like, I'm going to text a friend. I'm going to call yeah. a friend. I need to talk to someone about this. I need to get a little feedback, which is also good yeah. for the full moon in Libra and Aries. Like, it's like, 
um, Libra holds a mirror up and reflects yeah. a truth back to you. So you can actually sort through where you stand. Yeah. And when you work through that in dialogue, I think that that's very helpful. Yeah. So those secrets that come up from deep within the secrets that we've been keeping from ourselves, which I think is potentially what might happen around this full moon, it can be so <laughs> healing and so powerful to share them with someone else and get that Libra mirroring. I, I've got so many planets in the 12th house. It is not, I will tell you, it's not the first place that I turn. Mm -hmm. So that's really good encouragement too, that, that sometimes for all of us, no matter how you're set up, it's so important to have your truth mirrored back to you by another person. So it's a big week. Yes. <laughs> well, I hope this has been helpful. Um, yeah, big week for us coming. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. We got like... <laughs> I know. I know we usually have a sort of giggly ending, but it's it's not that kind of week. Yeah, sometimes I giggle because I'm so uncomfortable with the astro weather anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're we're in the the toughest little straight of this this whole big year right now. Yeah, this this last quarter of 2020 is um it's basically why we started the podcast now, though. We're like, people yeah. are going to need support to be able people to weather support. the storm of the astral weather for the end of 2020. Yeah. So hopefully what we've discussed here is of some benefit to people. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it will be. And, and I hope people do use the supports because they will help. And it's weather. It keeps changing. It keeps shifting. We'll get through this. There's important truths and realizations to be pulled out of the energy of this week. And it'll be a net gain. So stay strong, stay well. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye, Brownon. Bye. Bye.